and welcome to a special edition of the MLEX Podcast. My name is Matthew Newman, and we're coming to you this week from the IAPP Europe Data Protection Congress that was held in Brussels, Belgium. There were plenty of significant issues on the agenda this week, and we're going to go over some of those important issues, such as data transfers, new legislation, and the enforcement of the EU's landmark privacy legislation, the General Data Protection Regulation. I've been covering the conference for MLEX alongside my colleague Nick Wallace and Sam Clark, who are sitting around the table with me right now. Hello and welcome to this podcast. Nick, I'm going to start out with you. Uh, if you could give us a little bit of your impressions of the atmosphere at this year's conference. Well, it was big. Um, this is the first time I've ever had to queue to get into a privacy conference or any other policy conference for that matter. Um, it, it, I mean, it hit home with me that uh, data protection really is an area that's drawing in a, a lot of interest, and including from a lot of young professionals. Um, I mean, for those who don't know Brussels, this conference has been held at the Square, which is the largest conference centre in central Brussels, and yet the, the place was, was heaving. Um, the other thing that, that struck me was that you know, there is a, a now an almost kind of rock star aura around some of the, the big names in data protection. I suppose the most obvious one being uh, Max Schrems, uh, who had a session in the afternoon, and um, I was coming out of the session before, which was held in the same room, and it was a good 20 minutes before he was due to speak, and people were already queuing uh, to get in. Uh, so I think what uh, surprised me as a, as, as a journalist who's covered a lot of different policy areas, of, of which this is, this is just one, was just how interested um, people are in, in data protection. Well, let's go into a little bit of the substance. Uh, you mentioned Max Schrems, and uh, his big uh, antagonist was uh, Helen Dixon. So Helen Dixon is the uh, commissioner at the Irish Data Protection Commission. Um, what happened with the Schrems case uh, was quite significant for people in the data protection world because a very key uh, decision was made by the European Court of Justice two years ago that annulled something called the Privacy Shield. Uh, so one of the big worries for companies is how to transfer data between the United States and EU. Uh, and, and that was one of the big themes that we covered. Um, for Max Schrems, uh, this is sort of his, his cause célèbre. He uh, made his name uh, doing this. And I was just wondering, um, we have uh, Sam here spent some time with uh, Helen Dixon talking about um, data transfers. Can you give us a little bit of an update on what's going on with the, the biggest case which involved uh, Facebook and data transfers between the EU and the US? Sure. So uh, she said to us that uh, they were essentially, her, her authority was essentially working through some uh, comments and objections that she had got from other EU data protection authorities uh, when she submitted a draft in that case, which is involving Facebook and its ability to transfer data to the US using standard contractual clauses. They were partway through doing that. And uh, one day, uh, US President Joe Biden releases his executive order, um, which I imagine was not particularly helpful for Helen Dixon. Um, and essentially, based on that executive order, US surveillance law has changed. Um, and that means that 
Helen Dixon's investigation changes. Um, not not all of it, but some of it. Um, and she, at the very least, she'll need to consider what to do next. Uh, sort of whether whether those changes to US surveillance law changes the decision she can make, or or anything like that, or any kind of future looking um, rulings she might make, and what that means in sort of practical terms for data protection professionals and lawyers and so on is is more delays. Um, I don't think the the Irish authorities been criticised in the past for um, for its delays, but I don't think you know <laughs> she doesn't have much control over what the US president does. Uh, so fair enough. Um, and yes, yeah, she'll need to consider that consider that now um, and and make any make any changes. And so there'll be more delays and more uncertainty, um, and the timing will be perhaps quite close too because. Uh, Meta Platforms, Facebook's owner, has said in a US SEC filing that it it thinks it expects a decision by second quarter next year. Um, And we know that the European Commission process of deciding whether the US is adequate or not will take about six months, and that's six months from October. So these things are are really kind of all uh, intertwined, and we don't know what will come first. So more delays, more uncertainty. Yeah, I could really sense that uh, whole level of frustration by companies. Um, I went to a panel uh, where there was a representative from the French Data Protection Authority and a company called Sodexo. It's a French catering and and, uh, restaurant uh, company. They do a lot of data transfers like many other companies. And what they're worried about is that the national data protection authorities will continue to make life difficult for them. Uh, Each company has to conduct a transfer impact assessment. This is very cumbersome. Um, So they were kind of pleading with the regulators to please give us more guidelines. How do these work? How do we make this easy? How do you make it easier on us to to do our jobs? Um, That came up with, uh, even during the discussion with uh, Bruno Gencarelli, um, who normally was supposed to be talking about this, this data protection uh, framework that he just agreed to with, with the, his U- U.S. counterparts. But one of the audience members um, raised their hand and said, look, um, we need some more guidelines on how to do our normal uh, standard contractual clauses uh, transfers. So even though the big political issues are out there, um, the nuts and bolts of data transfers, that was a big, big theme. Um, and huge crowds were in the, the panels that I went to uh, about data transfers. Um, another big theme was what's going on with legislation. So right now what we have is what the, the conference called Legislative Soup, which I thought was really an appropriate title for one of the panels. Nick went to that panel, and it's true that what we do on a daily basis is pretty impenetrable for many people because there's a lot of um, acronyms and things thrown out. We have the Digital Markets Act, we have the Digital uh, Governance Act, we have the Artificial Intelligence Act, and yeah, I, I can't even get it straight sometimes. Data Governance Act, I think it's uh, formally called. So, um, Nick, can you give us a little bit of an overview of what people were saying about all this EU legislation? Well, uh, they were saying what you just said. Uh, this is all very confusing. People do struggle to get it straight. Actually, on on the, the panel you mentioned, uh, I did hear somebody refer to the Data Governance Act as the Digital Governance Act. I heard somebody refer to the Digital Services Act as the Data Services Act. Everybody's confused. 
I think if listeners cast their minds back um, a few years, the GDPR was supposed to be this um, grand regulation for the data economy, and you know, and it, and it is still that. Uh, certainly, from a, a privacy point of view, all roads do lead back to the GDPR. But since that regulation was passed, we've also got a bunch of other laws, some of which have, have been passed, some of which are still being discussed, that regulate how data is used, and that includes personal data. So um, the Digital Services Act, for example, was, was never supposed to be a privacy law of any kind. It's fundamentally an online content law. Um, it's about removing uh, illegal content from online platforms. But as it went through the, uh, the sausage machine of the EU legislature, uh, it took on rules on behavioural advertising. Uh, For example, we also have the Data Act, which has not been finalised yet, it's still being uh, negotiated, which is an extremely complicated regulation, which basically deals with data sharing between businesses, between users of data generating services, it's sometimes shorthand referred to as consumers, but actually that simplifies things a little bit too much it's often companies using devices for example um, and the government the the data act for example will give uh, governments the powers to uh, requisition data and there is a whole discussion now about uh, to what extent the data act does or doesn't touch personal data Um, and we have the data governance act which deals with the sharing of data held by government it is a legislative soup, and uh, what people are talking about now, in addition to what all of these regulations do on their own, is what do they do to each other uh, when they all apply together? Uh, how are companies going to comply with all of these? That's something that, that has a lot of people quite confused and, and more than a little bit anxious as well. Well, one of the good things for our listeners is that they can consult MLEX and sort all this out and, and get a very good description of where each bit of legislation is going. Um, I'm just going to wrap up with, uh, with Sam um, and his interview with, uh, with Helen Dixon because um, we did get a little bit of a, a clue into how some of these big uh, tech uh, probes are going. And I just want to add that um, she uh, has been criticized um, by, by many people about taking a long time to rule on these things, but it does seem to me that um, we're at the cusp of a bunch of different decisions. Um, and just if you could tell us a little bit about that, Sam. Sure. So um, there are, as you say, there, there has been some criticism that she's been slow, and it's all about the big tech companies. They're, they are the ones that are really scrutinized, and they are the ones that people want to see um, enforcement against. Uh, and there recently has been a Big, big fine against Instagram, 405 million. She also, her authority also fined WhatsApp 225 million euros. Uh, So she's starting to gain some momentum and now coming through are probably a large fine, you know, if we can can speculate, um, against Facebook uh, over in relation to a a big, big data breach. I think it was 530 million records. We, We don't know that that's a fine, I should say, but, you know, that's a very large data breach and it involved reportedly quite senior, high-profile people like EU Justice Chief Didier Reinders. That's on its way through, and she said it'll be done soon. It didn't get too many or any objections at the EU level, um, so that's on its way. There are also um, 
three cases which relate effectively to the same thing against Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp. So obviously all meta platforms units and they relate to the, the legal basis to process data under the GDPR. They were referred to as, uh, quote, forced consent cases by uh, Max Schrems of NOIB when he when he submitted them. And they are very complicated, very controversial cases, and they, and they really go to the core of what the GDPR is about. You know, if, if you can't process data, if you can't find a lawful basis to do so, you're stuck. And she said that they are going through the Article 65 process, which is where EU regulators can't agree on what enforcement should what form enforcement should take. Um, and so the European Data Protection Board has to make the decision effectively. Helen Dixon said that those three cases uh, should come to a sort of, I guess, a, a conclusion of sorts in early December. That won't be the end of it because the European Data Protection Board makes its decision, but then it, that has to be implemented by the Irish authority. So as with all these things, it will go on for some a bit longer, but that's, you know, that's several large cases that are going through. And then the last one, Uh, that she mentioned is about TikTok. Um, This is in relation to children's data. And it's the same thing again, where she's had to submit the case to her EU colleagues uh, for them to to comment on and make objections. And she said that uh, the Italian Data Protection Authority and the Berlin Data Protection Authority, that's one of the uh, regional uh, regulators in Germany, they have objected to the decision that she made, the draft decision that she made in the TikTok case. And she suspects that given the content of those objections and how how sort of different they are, it's going to be impossible to, to reach a compromise. And that will mean that it goes to Article 65 again. So these are lots of cases, big cases against big companies and big tech companies, which is quite notable, that are going through the, the through the process. And we know also that there are various others in Ireland against, against big companies that are sort of... At, different stages of the of the process but the kind of the the work that the irish regulator has put in over the last four four and a half years is starting to bear fruit and it's never soon enough four years after gdpr took effect where we're starting to feel that there's certainly some fruits to all these uh investigations that's where we'll have to leave it today for the podcast you've been hearing the voices of nicholas wallace and sam clark and lexus data protection and security reporters My name is Matthew Newman, Chief Correspondent. NLEX will be publishing a special report based on our reporting of the International Association of Privacy Professionals Congress shortly, and that's uh, available now at our website. Just go to mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. It's free for you to download and enjoy. As for this podcast, we'll be back in your feed next week for the very latest news and analysis from the MLEX team. Bye for now.